Welcome to A Slice of Orange, North Orange County Politics. I'm Jody Bolnum. Today you'll learn how a duck pond determined a college choice. 90210's Brandon Walsh led our guests to student government. And growing up in Sri Lanka influenced current politics in Anaheim. I had a great conversation with Al Jabbar, who's currently running for Anaheim City Council and serves as an Anaheim Union High School District trustee. It's also Bring Your Daughter to Work Day, as we're joined by his 18-month-old daughter with adorable sounds uh, that might uh, accompany our talk, because he's multitasking, parenting and podcasting, because that's what work-life balance means during a pandemic. I hope you enjoy the show. All right. So welcome to A Slice of Orange. I'm excited to talk with Anaheim School Board member, Al Jabbar. He's a candidate for Anaheim City Council and been a driving force for our local community response to the pandemic. Welcome to the podcast, Al. Thank you very much. I am honored to be on this podcast and sorry it took a while to kind of make sure that we get on the schedule. Because a sign of busy people that you got to reschedule it every once in a while. And it, it was great because it worked out. Today was a holiday for us for the county. So I was like, okay, perfect. I could do it at three o'clock. <laughs> I, I love that you're working when you're on vacation. So. <laughs> so tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Share with our listeners. How did you get involved in local government? Yeah, it's uh, interesting. I, um, first of all, I mean, I migrated to uh, U.S. in 1996. Um, I actually came here. Uh, before I came here, I was very active in uh, student, you know, clubs and sports and all that when I was 16 back home in Sri Lanka. And uh, when I decided to migrate, it was my parents um, actually decided saying like, hey, you know what, we got the green card. We want to uh, head to U.S. and we want to go only if you want to go, because I was the only one who was under, I think the, the provisions were under 21 and if you're under 21, then, you know, you get to migrate with your parents because my mom won the green card. And I said, no, I don't want to go because it's, you know, Shut right up. at the time you're you're getting into high school and it was, you know, all this excitement. And it's a tough and time for a change like that. It, it is. It is. And uh, my sister already had migrated here by that time. She was the one who actually applied for the green card for all of us. Mm-hmm. And she called me and she just kind of chewed me out. And she said, <laughs> look, do you understand how many people in the United States are waiting to get the green card and you get the green card and you're telling that you don't want to come? Uh, and Older then, sisters like, are the best. Of course. Absolutely. And she was one of the you know guides for me uh, and always a supporter, a big supporter. And she said, like, look, I know you're interested in politics since you were a kid. But just imagine if you could come to another country and, you know, broaden your horizon, learn more about it. And if you decide you want to go back, you know, you go back. Right. Sure. And and you come here. So when I came here, uh, that was my whole point. I I came down here and uh, I said, okay, I'm going to get involved. That's my whole passion. So believe it or not, I start off at at, uh, Cypress College and uh, go Chargers. Yep, go charges. And, you know, people always say like, oh, you know, what do you do at, uh, how'd you pick Cypress College? I always give this story about, I love the duck pond, right? And here comes my little one. So <laughs> she's, she's gonna, she's actually- We gotta jumping. start them young. Let's start. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, my listeners are going to be so sad. It's not video because your daughter's adorable. You say bye. Okay. We'll talk. Okay. Okay. All righty. And future uh, community leader. <laughs> future community leader. Yep. And so. So the duck pond. Yeah. So ultimately I, I decided on the duck pond because it was, you know, a very nice, serene location. And I said, okay, this is my campus. And I, my first thing that I did was, believe it or not, I walked into Associated Student Body, and uh, that was my first stop. Not even. How did you know to go there? Oh, if only everyone did that. You know, I'll tell you a story. It's, I have a lot of stories, right? I love it. The reason that I walked into Cypress College um, uh, uh, Student Body was, I, I was watching nine oh two Beverly Hills nine (laughs) oh two one zero. It's so funny. So that was a big, you know, uh, sitcom. And back back home where we sure. watched it. And I saw Brandon Walsh running for student body president and wanting to do change on campus. And I said, like, you know, that's something that I like. I want to do that. Right. So that that was my thing. I didn't even know that we had counselors I because nobody had I didn't have any guide when I came here. Sure. To say like this is college and this is what you got to do. So I signed up and I said, I want to go join AS. And I, I love it. decided to run for student senate. Um, that gave me the opportunity to actually learn the system here in U.S. I got involved with a lot of uh, legislative stuff, uh, you know, working with the California School uh, sure. uh, Associated Students uh, Body and went to a lot of conferences. And that really triggered me. And then as a result, I also started getting involved in the local community organizing. So, yeah. but and you learn Robert's rules of order. Absolutely, There's practical. Yeah. I I can usually spot a, a, a former student government because they know Robert's rules of order backwards and forwards, and the other folks are <laughs> like, "I have no idea what you're doing." Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know that that it was fun because we did a lot. Of, I actually eventually ran for student body president. Then I ran for student trustee. I represented the Cypress and North Orange County Community College uh, Board. Um, and then I went on to Cal State Fullerton. I went to Cal State Fullerton. And then I went to uh, Cal State Long Beach. Uh-huh. But, you know, part of it was I always wanted to give back because throughout the whole process, I would meet leaders who were talking about, hey, you know what? We got to fix this or fix that. And I thought, well, you know, I got to get involved and give something back to the country, which actually gave me a lot. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I still was only coming out of college, but I still felt like this country had given me a lot, which eventually gave me the opportunity right here. She's Uh, fine. I know. And uh, eventually I I decided once I graduated from with my master's, um, I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to come in and get involved in our community. So West Anaheim, I used to live closer by there a long time ago. So I started getting involved in uh, neighborhood associations. Uh, and then we had a council member, which I applied for a commission spot. Uh, and the council member actually called me out of the blues and said like, hey, you know, I see that you want to be a commissioner. Uh, love to appoint you because I was by that time, I was also very engaged with the Orange County Young Democrats. Um so, Another great organization. Yep. And uh, got involved and they appointed me to, I was the cultural heritage commissioner for the city of Anaheim. Uh, served for two terms. And by that time, I was also getting involved in a lot of uh, organizing in the community in terms of, you know, putting on uh, 
street lights in neighborhoods or you know speed bombs in neighborhoods and uh i got involved with accord which was an organization which was really organizing in neighborhoods to get uh community folks to authentically you know come out and uh, lead themselves to create change in the neighborhood right i love that concept and we ended up doing that uh, in uh, uh ponderosa neighborhood which was you know obviously on the other side of uh, anaheim and uh, I, I loved it. And yeah. during that process, I got to know a lot of people. And somebody said, you know, you should think about running for a uh, school board. Uh, you know, you have a couple of kids. Uh, you, I, I, by that time, I actually was having one kid. It's like <laughs> you have an elementary school kid yeah. uh, level. So you should run for elementary. Ran for elementary, lost. Um, but the same year, uh, there was a council uh, school board member who got appointed to or won the election to city council. So uh, folks asked, why don't you put your name in the ring mm-hmm. for Anaheim Union High School District appointment? Uh, I put it and, uh, you know, we had about, I think, 30 odd applicants and they interviewed like 15 or so or something like that. And eventually the AUHSD board um, nom- um, appointed me with a, a vote. And that was in 2013. So I've been uh, uh-huh. serving on the board for Anaheim Union since 2013. That's great. Thank you. I got a couple of follow-up questions that sparked. Sure. First, what made you interested in politics in Sri Lanka at such a young age? You know, my dad was active in politics. And mm-hmm. uh, I would listen to stories when I was a little kid. Um, so he was very... Um, he ran for office and he was uh, very close to the prime minister of Sri Lanka at that time. And so he was organizing in uh, the eastern part of the country. OK. Uh, and so when so I was he was born, he was involved in national politics, national politics. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but the year that I was born, it was funny. The year that I was born is where my mom gave the ultimatum to him and said, like, <laughs> see, the politics of me. Uh, so he ended up choosing obviously family and decided to give up like, uh, um, you know, active politics, but I would still, it's hard uh, on the family. It is, it is hard. And, you know, we lived in the West coast and his, his hometown was in the East coast. So he ran in the East coast. So he would always have to fly back and forth. And, uh, eventually when I was born, he said, all right, this is it. So, but he was still engaged in politics at home. And I was a little kid listening in. And sure. my, my stories that I would hear is my dad would always want to make things right for folks who can't speak for themselves, right? Sure. Uh, who sure. are not only less fortunate, but who didn't have a political voice. I think that yeah. resonated with me. And uh, that's yeah. where I started getting more active and involved. Uh, yeah. Even at, in, in high school, um, there's a story of me actually uh, coming from a event where we went to uh, distribute books in a upcountry in a in a village, and um, there was a when we went to actually knock on doors and talk to kids and ask them, hey, you know, how's education going? And this is a city kid coming into the village and asking sure. a kid, and I was so naive at the age of I think uh, it was ten or eleven. Uh, I asked this kid, hey, you know, how come you're not in school? And he was my age. And he actually said to me, it's easy for you to ask that question. If I don't work in the mines for one day, 
then uh, my family will be in hunger, right? That wow. really uh, hit me saying like, you know, what are politicians doing? So it was funny. And we were traveling. But what an back. amazing sense of self he had. You know, that was the to amazing. respond in that way. Yeah, it, 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 it was uh, for me that just shook me because, you know, I'm of always course. I went to school when, you know, after school, I would go for basketball practice and then I would sure. get home. And, you know, I had a, um, you know, home cooked meal and, you know, I would yeah. get up the next day morning, repeat the cycle with no, um, of really course. not thinking about anything else. And so that really hit me to the point where when we were driving back um, and that project was led by the former president's son. So he was accompanying. So we had news reporters in the bus and there yeah. was a reporter sitting next to me and he asked me the question like, oh, you know, so what did you learn? And I just went off. Sure. And, you know, what are politicians doing, right? We have kids who can't go to school. Right. And the next day morning it was in the newspaper. And um, so that's when my dad said, uh oh, it's too late to get this guy. I think politics bit <laughs> He's him. Hooked. <laughs> yeah, He's hooked. Right. And then so. my second follow up question, and and you know, I do want to make the distinction, uh, you know, the clarification that um, these positions that we're talking about, school board, city council, are nonpartisan. Right. But there's definitely party aspects that are involved, yep. and so we'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about your campaign. But you mentioned commissions, which I always love to share my students who are listening. I always say, you can have a voice right now. It's not about, do I want to be elected later? It's not about, what do I want my career? But if you think there's something that could be improved or your voice could be heard in your city, there are these amazing commissions. And the cities try to get people to apply and the city council members publicize it. And it just misses my entire student generation. Yeah. yeah. And so talk about first, what is a commission? And second, what are the different kind of areas in Anaheim? And then a little bit about what you did with your commission. Sure. Uh, um, So commissions are pretty much the city uh, appoints in different areas, right? So I was actually part of the Cultural Heritage Commission. There is a budget commission. There is a planning commission, right? So there are numerous commissions that are that focus on different aspects of the city and it allows citizens to be a part of and give advice to the city council on different levels. So the Cultural Heritage Commission, uh, the biggest thing that we were focused on was murals at that time. Uh, and we made sure that, you know, the murals were, uh, if there were some murals that we could help uh, as a city to uh, restore, we give advice on that. Mm-hmm. There were issues, uh, I mean, obviously related to uh, different aspects. Our biggest issue that we actually looked at was the to see if we could come up with a cultural heritage uh, uh, center. Uh, but, you know, it didn't go anywhere because obviously yep. funds are uh, limited. Sure. Um, so those are opportunities. Matter of fact, the current council member, Dr. Jose Moreno, um, actually introduced, that was part of his campaign pledge, and he introduced a youth commission. So now youth have an opportunity to sit on the commission and give uh, you know, and, uh, different yeah. parts of the city. Folks could apply and right. uh, be a part of the council member's appointment to this uh, commission. So it was a great way to actually learn about the intricacies of not only city government, 
but areas that you wouldn't know that existed in the city, right? Right. Um, it, it's a great opportunity. I, I would recommend all young people to take this opportunity and do mm-hmm. it. And most often, if you take a look at our, uh, uh, what do you call, commissions, you don't get a lot of young young folks uh, being represented. So it's a great opportunity. So That's one of the things I often tell my students, like you're going to stand out because you might be the only young person applying. And right. if the pool is everybody else is the same group of, you know, and, and we need all kinds of voices to be represented. But when it's the same people that we see over and over, it might make you stand out and you're going to have a way better chance of getting selected because they're looking for new voices. And it's not new voices, right? I think the new voices part is what I always emphasize because you have a different generation giving their point of view, which allows the government to be really more proactive in responding to that voice. So I definitely would be very, very uh, encouraging. And I, I I, I have pledged that, you know, um, if there are uh, young folks who are interested in serving as commissioners, I'm going to definitely prioritize them because I think it's a good learning opportunity. But at the same time, I want to have different perspective from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my next question is about now you've been on the school board. What's the that's what's the one thing that you're most proud of that you've been able to accomplish? What do you want your legacy on the school board to be? You know. I have a lot of things. <laughs> I know. I'm only letting you do That's one. one. Yeah. I can't have a five-hour episode. Um, it's between three. I'll give you two. All right. Well, okay. Thank you. So I'll, I'll start with the pledge, right? Uh, the Anaheim Pledge. Uh, it was something that happened when I was president last time, which was four years ago, which um, allowed us to really give a comprehensive support system for our junior high and high school kids. <laughs> Uh, students who actually go through it to the point where they're getting, you know, just not for the sake of saying like we're giving support. It's actually counseling support. It's making sure that they get all the resources necessary. And then eventually when they go to community college, we have that partnership where if they go through the community college two years, they're getting guaranteed admission to either Cal State Fullerton or UCI. So that's huge for our community especially neighborhoods that I represent. So that was a huge accomplishment. And then the second part, which is a close second, is our AIM program, Uh, Anaheim Innovative Mentoring Experience. I mean, that's like the program. I've spoken to students who have been part of the program, and I'll tell you, there are students who have not gotten out of Anaheim, right? Sure. And they had the opportunity to actually visit these companies, visit these organizations, and not only sit at the table with, um, you know, employees, but they're sitting at the table with like CEOs and deputy right. CEOs and getting uh, really good experience. And we pay, we do a paid internship for them, right? That's so great. it was a great opportunity. I've, I have so many stories with uh, young people who come yeah. out of it saying that they've had a great success and they've actually changed their perspective on what education is and what Right out there for them. So it's so much easier to finish a degree if you know what the goal is after. And that when we're talking about 14 and 15 and 16 and 17 year olds of like, what do you want to be? Like, I don't know. Give me something concrete. Let me have mentors. I think it's amazing. And I think it's a really good way because because college can be hard and arduous when it seems 
like it's not leading to anything. And so that touchstone um, is really important. So I, I love it. So what do you want to accomplish if you're elected to Anaheim City Council? We're switching gears from school boards to city. Um, what do you want to accomplish if you could have a magic wand on your first day as city councilman? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, for me, I think COVID has changed a lot, right? So for me, my priority is going to be to make sure that uh, I'm, I'm actually drawing for her because she's telling, ordering me to draw it. I love it. I love uh, that you are showing multitasking. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good quality. So, yeah. So uh, COVID has like really, uh, I mean, for me being involved with the, um, response for you know community i'll tell you as of today the area that i live in there's been 195 deaths due to covid the adjacent zip code had 384 the next next zip code over 175 so our community was hit hard by uh covid so i think my primary focus is going to be to make sure that we use city government to support our families and our communities, especially our small businesses. Immigrant communities, which actually had small businesses, were really like hit hard. So as a city, how can we not only give grants, because you know we got a lot of ARPA funding, which allowed us to kind sure. of support um, our families with uh, you know uh, grants for small businesses, but I wanna make sure that we have a system in place, utilize some of the funds to system in place to give strategic support, for mm-hmm. small businesses owned by uh, uh, our immigrant communities and our families yeah. who are looking for opportunities to find jobs, right? And right. Uh, get, uh, like really have opportunities in, in that area. The other part, I have a lot that I want to accomplish, right? I know, uh, I'm limiting you. I know, I know, you're limiting me. <laughs> I think the second, the second important, most important part is transparency and accountability. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think if you heard of uh, City of Anaheim, City of Anaheim has actually, you know, gone through some issues with the Angels deal. And, right. You know, right. And the history of City of Anaheim doing deals, too, is really not, uh, uh, you know, hold on. I think she actually pressed something here. Hold on. <laughs> um, so. All right. I'm going to take that off. Sorry about that. And okay. so the, the tr- transparency aspect is key. Um, so I'm going to be a vociferous leader in terms of making sure that shedding the light on some of these transactions which are being done and making sure that our, our citizens get an opportunity to speak on those. The yeah. Angels deal was actually rushed through during uh, Christmas time. Well, right. we didn't even have. Uh, I, I remember I was there till like, uh, you know, one o'clock in the morning giving public comments. But a lot of people don't have that opportunity to do right. that, right? right. Um, so I want to make sure that that's going to be front and center. And then um, I think uh, jobs, 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 right? Sure. Jobs sure. are going to be the key part for me. I'm going to make sure that we help small businesses, but also uh, how can we attract more businesses other than Disneyland uh, to give opportunities for our families? And of course, you know, when it comes to policing, I think that's going to be a huge part. We've had some challenges with our department. uh, And I think, you know, giving that mental health training, we've done some good work. We are focusing on making sure that we divert some of these calls which are coming in away from police to uh, our, you know, Be Well partnership that we are creating and our CDNet partnership that we've created. So those are good uh, uh, opportunities for us. 
but I want to actually focus on uh, improving that. I think sure. you know, giving more yeah. mental health hours uh, uh, training for our police officers, that's going to be a huge issue for sure. me. Uh, and then, of course, partnership yeah. with school, county, and city. Strengthening that partnership is going to be a huge part for me. So. Yeah, no, I think I think that's great. Yeah. Um, I, I think one thing you said, you know, COVID, the pandemic really showed some of the things that were never working. Right. Right. It's revealed. Right. Things not it's created lots of things, but it's revealed more about us, our society, our community and our government. Right. And so tell me, you've been really active in the pandemic response. Um, so, so what have you learned? What lessons have you learned about the needs of our community um, and our local government that you want to work on fixing? You know, I think the, the partnerships are important. That's what came to light for me. Uh, at the initial stage of the response, unfortunately, we were having some challenges bringing city uh, to the table, right? Sure. I had a great, uh, I mean, I work for, uh, I'm sh- sure you also know, I work for uh, Supervisor Doug Chafee, who, uh, and I work as Deputy Chief of Staff for his office. And, and so that's the County Board of Supervisors, because I Board. know that, but I'm okay. going to share it with everybody else. Exactly. Our Orange County Board of Supervisors has yeah. five members, and they have a staff, yep. and, and so that's what we're referencing. Right, and uh, I had the great opportunity, I mean, it was also timely, I think, as a trustee, uh, you know, I had a great partner in uh, Dr. Jose Moreno, uh, who was a current council member. He was actually speaking about uh, bringing resources and making sure that we focus on the hard hit area, which was District 3, which the district that I'm running for. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the cries were falling on deaf ears in the city. Uh, so what we did was he reached out to me and I asked the supervisor and supervisor was, yes, whatever we need, let's get into it. And we got into a uh, um, a uh, partnership with Anaheim Union High School District, and we opened up the first testing and when the vaccines were available, vaccine center in um, Anaheim. Uh, and that allowed to kind of really stem the uh, big tide of, you know, wave of right, uh, right. COVID. Uh, but then the other part is partnership with our nonprofits, right? We ended up having a lot of nonprofits partnership with nonprofits to do food drives uh, because what we learned was our communities, right? um, Mostly were in the, they were the frontline workers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Literally. Our students were the same. We could go remote for the school, but they were still going to work. And so how do we reach them and protect them and get them the information and the help and support they need? And I, I think that that's one of the reasons that, that we saw the inequity across the county was because some of us were staying home because we were privileged to be able to do so. Right. And then, you know, the other part is also having our, you know, Latino community. We had Latino health access. Dr. Moreno took the lead on some of it is that, you know, making sure that, okay, there you go. You're okay. Making sure that um, they get to the table to fight for it. Right. Yeah. Because at some point the county was like, you know, I work for the county supervisor, but the county was like, Hey, we're doing everything right. Right. The health agency on one hand and everybody was yeah. like, we're doing everything right. But what they had some blind spots and to open those blind spots, you yes. really needed community at the table. 
So I was right. so glad that, you know, uh, Latino Health Access took the lead in bringing people to the table and asking the community, uh, healthcare agency and demanding, saying like, hey, we need this. We need to get yeah. this done. Uh, that put a lot of pressure to get it done. So what I learned from it is that our communities have a lot of need. And, you know, the health aspect of it, you know, there were a lot of underlying health issues. We're not focusing in our communities. We're not talking about health. And that's going to be something that uh, is going to be a priority for me, too, as a council member is to partner with. We have a lot of hospitals in Anaheim. Why sure. aren't we partnering with them to actually uh, support our communities in uh, talking about uh, good health practices and what a good, healthy lifestyle is? Um, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, yes. Can we we'll listen to Jody? Okay. Hi. Okay. Say hi. <laughs> so I love all of that. And I love your assistant, the next generation of community leaders. She's going to yes. say, I got interested because I was in on a podcast. Um, so I, I like to end my uh, interviews with some end of the show questions that I ask everybody. So what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Whether you took it or not, what's the best advice? You know, I, I've taken it. Uh, one is to not ever give up. The other parties, if you get knocked down, just get up and run. Because at the end of the day, uh, if you're not going to be making that effort, you're not going to be successful. So that's been a mantra of mine where I don't give up on anything, be it, uh, you know, life goals or be it community goals or be it, you know, issues related that I'm, I'm focusing on. That's been my passion. So um, that, that's a advice that I've gotten from a good, not only a good friend, but also a, uh, a teacher. So uh, that's how I've been. I love that. Listening to teachers is always makes me happy. Yes. yes. So what's one book you like to recommend to people? Um, political Brain. I think it's like um, Political Brain or, yeah, it's Political Brain, I believe. Uh, Drew Weston. Uh, he wrote this book and it's an amazing book about how people think uh, as a Republican, as a Democrat and as an elected official. So if you're going into politics, a great opportunity. Look at the cat. Look at the cat meow. <laughs> when she says meow, she wants to always follow up with a hug. So there you go. I love it. Yep. So that's my book. Uh, it's I love that. Book for anybody, I, I think it's a, uh, if anybody is looking to get into politics, it's a great book to read. Okay. Is there a hopeful message you can share with our listeners? Yes. Uh, our young people are the future and they are actually great stewards of our future. Meow's, oh, Meow's going to be right there. Okay. We'll see. Okay. My cat left. Yep. We'll see if the cat he went to go play. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I bring so let's cut that up. out and just start over without the cat part. No um, So they'll edit it out. And so I'll say, is there a hopeful message you can share with our listeners? Hopeful messages are young people. Um, you know, they are the future. And I don't say that as a cliche, but I've seen and spoken to many young students oh. who are coming, graduating out of Anaheim Union High School District. I'm very, very uh, glad that we have these young folks who are going to come back and lead. Yeah, meow. And, um, I have so many stories that I could talk about. Young people want to do it, but I know she's not going to let me do it. Because... <laughs> okay. I know. I know. I love having little ones on, on the program. That, that's one of my, 
things about teaching from home is that we had a uh, bring bring your uh, bring your pet and children to Zoom day. Zoom day, <laughs> and we got to introduce everybody, and it was fun. Um, yeah, we had some nice moms come and, and share too. So awesome. I, awesome. I I love it. Yeah. So finally, yeah. Uh, who should we talk to next? I'm sorry. Who should we talk to next? I have a couple of people you can talk to. I don't know if you've already spoken to Michael Matsuda. Uh, I have lots in real life, but not for the podcast, and I want to. Meow is going to come in right now, okay? But you, yeah, you have, yes, you have to be a little quiet, so then you can get meow. Meow, meow. And, um, and then, um, I don't know if you've had Dr. Moreno on. Uh, I think he'll be a great... Um, opportunity to actually listen about not only uh, uh, items that are, I mean, issues that are going on in Anaheim, but yeah. he's a great uh, uh, a person to speak to about issues uh, all around. Yeah. So. yeah. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I'm going to say goodbye and uh, good luck. Thank you very much, Jody. I-